I might got my Barry White voice on now. Mm-hmm. Voice is rich and deep as the earth's core, baby. Talking about exciting all of the mamas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, it'd be all the grandmas at this point, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> That's all right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Hello, people of Earth, and hello, people of the internet wrestling community. My name is Curtis Spears, and I'm here today with another episode of the Smart Foundation Podcast, brought to you by Tycho RC Maximum Heat. And, <laughs> and if you don't know, here with me today is the brother Devon to my Bubba Ray, Shane Campbell. Shane, are you ready to testify? I'm ready to testify. Get the tables. All right, here we go. So <laughs> Podcast listener. Uh, Shane is currently doing Devon's taunt from uh, SmackDown vs. Raw uh, 2006. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. From SmackDown, Know Your Role. We're going to do things a little bit different today. Normally what we do is we'll talk about our match of the week, very first thing. Then we'll go into our retro review. Then we'll do some sort of filler segment where we talk about something. But it looks like all we got to do this week, because it is WrestleMania week, it's the most important wrestling week in the in the world. Mm-hmm. All we've got to do is just talk about wrestling for the next, you know, hour or so. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do uh, we're gonna we're gonna scrap it all. We're gonna go we're gonna go straight from our retro review into talking about everything that's happened in the last week, and there is a fucking lot of it. So let's let's just uh, go ahead and rock and roll. But for right now, Shane, how you been? You been all right for the last week? Doing all right. Yeah, D- that's down good. from the rafters, I'm ready. Down from the rafters. So, oh. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it because, you know, you for the last for the last oh three four episodes you've been you've been kind of just keeping an eye on WWE, but you haven't really been getting in there and and get watching like with the, with the the Sherlock Holmesian eye that you normally put towards it. Mm-hmm. You've been uh, watching from the outside, looking in. You've been standing outside the fire, yep. and uh, now you're back. You you feel like uh, WrestleMania has pulled you back in, huh? It, it has. It has just as 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 a little uh, little teaser, a little little taste on what we'll get into later. But yeah, I'm I'm back. I'm so excited to hear that you're happy, man. Because I know I know I I gave you shit about it a couple of times on the air, but I like to have a happy Shane uh, when uh, when we're talking here. I like to have Shane who's jovial and ready to go. And normally we have to talk about old shit for you to do that. So I'm glad that you're going to be happy talking about current wrestling. I, I mean, well, I guess happy I is a strong terminology, but I mean, we'll, we'll <laughs> compromise and say tolerant. That's fair. Yeah. I guess we should tell everybody that if I, if I sound a little different, I apologize for that. You see, I'm here in the isolation station right now uh, coming at you live because I got the COVIDs. Got the COVID. After two two years and a month it finally that that bug bit me and i got the covids i i don't you know what it was my mother-in-law she cursed me mm-hmm. cuz uh we have a family group chat on the whatsapp and she uh she says oh curtis and donna you're the last two people in the family we got a huge family you're the last two people in the family who haven't gotten covid i said all right well thanks a week later <laughs> i got covid terrible 
I said, you cursed me. Mm-hmm. You see, and you I may have gotten it through the app. I probably. Yep. I, I probably got it, you know, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think my boss might have had it at work. I did go to a, uh, uh, to a tournament for Warhammer to play Warhammer, and uh, it, I might have got it from one of those shitty guys. Uh, that were there. there weren't very many shitty people. There was really just one. It's okay, but yeah, I was I was around a whole lot of dudes. <laughs> Anytime you're around a whole lot of dudes, there's a chance that you're either gonna smell some bo or catch the covid. So, looks like I got both mm-hmm. actually. Anyway, so let's take a moment and we'll go straight into our retro review and then come back and you're gonna hear all about WrestleMania week. Mm. How many types of story are there to tell in a match? Not the story leading into the match. Not what's been built between the two competitors on week-to-week television. Not the character broad strokes you could boil each individual into. But once they're in the ring, there are match archetypes that are told as well. And the one we'll be taking a look at today is one that seems to be as old as storytelling itself, the David vs. Goliath match. And while that may bring to mind images of Rey Mysterio beating Kevin Nash or maybe X-Pac vs. Kane... There's one David versus Goliath match that really sums up what it really means for a small wrestler to overcome a giant. January 9th, 2000, ECW guilty as charged. Little Spike Dudley versus Mike Awesome for the ECW Heavyweight Championship. In today's wrestling, we focus a lot on long-term storytelling. And this match only had two weeks of build, but I don't think it needed much more. Mike Awesome was a freak athlete. 6'6", 296 pounds of solid muscle who could lift men in his same weight class with relative ease, yet he was no stranger to the top rope, freely jumping into his opponent with the ease of a luchador at times. Spike Dudley was closer to 5'6", and almost literally half Awesome's weight at 155 pounds. But in the time leading up to this meeting, Spike had made his name as a bit of a giant slayer, beating the likes of One Man Gang and Bam Bam Bigelow. And while David's, quotation, usually have to overcome fear or trepidation to beat their Goliath, Spike had none. All he had was insane bravery, furious anger, and tables and chairs. You see, what started as a challenge became a true main event. A blood feud, very quickly, when Spike originally came out to challenge Awesome in December of 99. Awesome had just defeated his greatest rival, Masato Tanaka. Shout out to Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome matches. Woo-woo! Mm-hmm. And when Little Spike Dudley met Awesome's open challenge to be the next in line, a brawl breaks out between the two, which eventually encompasses Awesome's manager, Judge Jeff Jones, and Spike's girlfriend, who I don't think ever got a name. She was played by a woman named Carrie Bullock, who was a lighting director for the promotion, but ECW doesn't exactly have the best track record of uh, women's representation. Anyway, in a less gross than normal for ECW fashion... When uh, Carrie got involved in the brawl, she was quickly met with an errant clothesline from Awesome himself. This enraged Spike to the point where people actually thought he may have a chance at unseating the soon-to-be-departing Awesome. Awesome's contract was up that spring and the smarky fanbase of ECW knew it. So when the opening riff of ACDC's Highway to Hell signals Spike Dudley's entrance, people knew that they were about to see something very special. As the song blares, Spike sets up the slingshot he hopes to use to slay his Goliath. Table after table after table, readying chair after chair. He had a game plan in mind. He was going to end the giant's reign, or he was going to go through every one of these tables himself in failure. 
and go through them he does. In an attempt to gain the upper hand, he tries to jump Mike Awesome before the bell and is thrown through the first table at ringside before Awesome even removes the championship title belt. I'm not even sure his music was over yet. What follows is a symphony of violence. Spike, knowing he can't out-wrestle Mike Awesome, cheats over and over again, eye rakes, low blows, chairs, and to his credit, Awesome lets Spike know that you asked for this and throws him through every table he can, as well as over every guardrail, even launching himself with a springboard move from inside the ring onto Spike, who was on the other side of the barrier in the crowd. Fuck Mike Awesome was rad. Or should I say awesome, I guess. But there's one other thing that Davids have that Goliaths don't. A never-say-die attitude. Spike will not quit. No matter the amount of punishment he takes, Awesome cannot pin him. He emphatically tells the ref over and over again not to stop the match, even as commentary begs the ref to do so. And it's when Awesome finally believes he has his small challenger wrapped up that Spike strikes. A low blow on the ring apron leads to Spike doing his acid drop finisher, which is a, a running bulldog with a rope assist, through a table to the outside. Awesome is flat out, and Spike then uses a camera cable to choke him and choke this larger man even further out. But the title has to be won inside the ring, and Spike can't get Awesome into the ring until he starts to stir. And by then it's already too late, and Spike is caught trying his finisher one more time. Awesome hefts Spike onto his shoulders like a sack of potatoes, climbs to the top rope without using any hands, because he's a freak, and ends the match with a top rope Awesome Bomb through a table, which might be the most ridiculous move I have ever said on this podcast. But Curtis, I thought you said this match summed up David versus Goliath better than any other match. I did, but that doesn't mean that David was going to win. The little guy almost never wins against the larger monster. That's just reality. But when he makes you believe he can, that's when it's special. Shane, you picked this match. What made you pick Mike Awesome versus Little Spike Dudley? So, there's there's a couple of factors going into it, and... You know, typically, for the most part, when we when we pick the matches, um, for the most part, you know, they're mat classics or involve, you know, really technical, you know, intricacies or what what have you, you know, whether it be Brett or Eddie or Monster Truck Sumo Match. So we usually pick a lot of technical <laughs> matches. And so I wanted to kind of uh, dive into the, uh, the chaotic side of wrestling sometimes that just... Uh, didn't have a lot of chain wrestling, but just a lot of chaos. And uh, what better than ECW to do that? And, yep. uh, you know, Mike Awesome, like you stated before, uh, is or, or was was awesome. And and Spike Dudley, he, he doesn't get his flowers for the uh, for the spots. Listen to me saying spots like I wrestle for the... <laughs> <laughs> For the, for, you know, for the spots that he's taken over the years, I mean, man, like, basically Spike Dudley was the, the, the teddy bear that you used to practice your moves on as a kid. <laughs> he was, he was somebody's wrestling buddy. Yeah, he, he was, yeah, he was somebody's, yeah, I, so my little brother, when he was very, very little, like, I'm talking two or three years old, he loved Barney, and and his dad, my stepdad, brought him a, like, three foot stuffed teddy bear Barney. You better believe I put that motherfucker in every wrestling hold I could. I was throwing that shit off the top bunk, fucking exactly. like a razor's edge and everything. Yeah. And that was just Spike Dudley in this that match. You're 100% Dudley. right. Yeah. yeah. It was it was so weird to see that he would just 
he would take these moves and pop back up like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, what a tough motherfucker Spike Dudley was, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, when you... Because I believe, if I recall, this was around the same time that ECW on TNN was, was a thing. But, yeah. And, yeah. Hardcore TV. Yeah. And so... I mean that at that point that's when I was able to watch ECW regularly um other than just you know finding stuff at Blockbuster and so that was you know my my exposure kind of early on with that stuff and when when his quote unquote girlfriend was just clotheslined and like her mouth exploded I was petrified I was like what what just happened to this poor girl and yeah. I w- poor poor gal who comes out dressed like Spike Dudley to be like she could have been the long lost Dudley sister, and yet they were dating. I don't know what's going on in Dudleyville, which still would have been acceptable. And Dud- I mean, they're very uh, in Dudleyville. They're very you know family first. Yeah. <laughs> it's not sure Dudleyville might be located in Tennessee. We don't know for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure where I was going with that, but yeah. No, it was you. You got to see like Mike Awesome in in one errant clothesline, and it wasn't even a clothesline. He just like sumo tackled her. Yeah, it was <laughs> just it ran was nuts. her over, and uh, yeah, and took this from a challenge to like I said, like a blood feud in in one television appearance. And like by the time Little Spike comes out for the challenge, uh, like six days later, oh man, he's lit. He's ready to go. Did you see any of the any of the fire fucking promos that led up to this? That once once um that had happened with Spike's girlfriend, there was a there was like a, a work shoot backstage promo from from Little Spike that was nuts. Did you enjoy that promo? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I was like, man. Now, with that said, I still thought that Spike would had no chance in the match, but uh, I would. The, the promo and everything leading up and the fact that his contract, you know, Awesome's contract was what it was back then. I was like, oh, maybe? Are they going to? No. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah but, that's, uh, that's the thing is because Awesome's contract was up and they had built Spike into such a character that had, that had, yes, beaten people like One Man Gang and Bam Bam Bigelow. Like, shit, maybe it could be a thing. And I, I mean. Little Spike Dudley, you know, he was he was never a joke character. The thing about it is, like, he was always taken as seriously as you could take a Dudley, I guess. Right. Um, and then I was it was when they brought him to TNA that they kind of treated him like a, a joke. And that's, you know, I guess when he quit wrestling, which is smart. <laughs> I think TNA in the mid-2000s probably would have made me want to quit wrestling, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> but. Spike Dudley in ECW was always treated really fairly, and that was cool. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, if, if you think about it, like, re- remember when, when Lesnar um, first debuted on the on the main roster or whatever uh, from FCW, it, you know, it was Spike Dudley that was in there, that he came yeah. in and, de- you know, destroyed, so. It's a street fight match or something, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, because he put him through like a a trash can or something. I remember that was it was like a triple power bomb or yeah, yeah, it was nuts. Made Lesnar look like a million bucks. I mean, Lesnar looks like a million bucks anyway per show. So yeah, <laughs> but no, that was absolutely fantastic match. I had a lot of fun watching it. See, it's funny because 
you know, I, I said, have you got the retro review for this week? And you said, I sure do. And you sent me, you sent me a gif of uh, Mike awesome power bombing Spike Dudley. And I said, Oh, cool. Mike awesome match. Are we going to do uh Oh, we're going to do a Masato Tanaka match. Like thinking that it was me picking it or are, you know, I was like, Oh, maybe we'll do the, uh, the match he had with Taz, you know, mm-hmm. where it was the, WCW contracted wrestler fighting the WWE contracted wrestler over the ECW title. That's a cool moment in time. We can really think. And you said, no, no, no. The Spike Dudley match. Yep. <laughs> Fucking okay. Yeah. <laughs> if, if nothing else, just be, because of, you know, the gif and, and the move itself, you know, top rope power bomb through a t- What? Like. Yeah. <laughs> That's. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Like. It's funny because there's, you know, there's these moves that you see and like people are throwing out like top rope power bombs and stuff like that on regular TV and stuff now. And it's, it's a thing you see quite often, but yeah, I remember being like, well, geez, I must've been 17 years old seeing, seeing that happen and just going, Oh my God, he killed that man. Yeah. He, he killed little spike Dudley. <laughs> he did. He, he, I mean, but the thing is with spike, probably needed to he probably needed to actually murder him to keep him down because that that dude had all the heart in the world yeah so yeah i love little spike dudley there 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 are very few that you know piqued my interest in ecw other than rvd back then and 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 mike awesome was one of them yes um i could sit here and talk about mike awesome all day that's Let's uh, you know what that's what we're here for. Let's do that. Um, so Mike Awesome, like I said, six six, three hundred pounds, pure muscle, can fly around the ring like faster than than you would ever think he was uh, supposed to be given his frame. You know Masato Tanaka. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying that name because it's really hard to separate the two. But Masato mm-hmm. Tanaka is he's uh he's not as tall as. Mike Awesome, hold on. Not many are. I think I, I'm not many are. I think I have a Masato Tanaka trading card over there that might have his actual stats on it. Hold on one second. I do. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, six one two thirty five. Uh, Masato Tanaka five eleven ninety five kilograms. Let's find out what that is in uh, old money. Two hundred and ten pounds. Oh wow! I so. Yeah, Did not nail that at all. Okay. By the way, here's my fucking sweet Masato Tanaka trading card with the ECW title. Ooh, that's fucking like badass. It. That's badass. I got a Terry Funk one too, and a, some other stuff. Anyway, um, so yeah, Masato Tanaka, five eleven, two hundred ten pounds, and built like a fucking fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Mike Awesome was able to just heft him over a mountain if he wanted to. Yeah. And and I mean anyone who's seen any of their matches, I think there's the one night stand match they had was probably their like might be their best. I probably. don't know. That one was ridiculous. Uh and that one's for sure on the on the network or the Peacock. You can go and find that and just watch it. And watch how awesome Mike Awesome really was. Uh and what they turned him into in WCW? The the fat chick thriller. I mean, it still could have worked. It no. didn't. But it that seventies guy, that seventies guy, Mike Awesome. Okay, so 
I didn't mind that 70s guy. <laughs> that if, 70s guy was already Disco Inferno. I mean, true. <laughs> but if nothing else for the uh for the for the for the bus and and the powerbomb spot with the with the ICP was Shaggy if, too dope? Yeah. That okay. that yeah, in so itself. So for anyone who didn't it. see that, yeah, my, my costume did drive like a Partridge family bus onto the set of WCW Monday Nitro. And powerbomb Shaggy 2-Dope of the ICP on top of the bus and watch Shaggy just slide right off and fall like 12 feet to the floor. That was yeah. That was pretty intense. He 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 slid off like a fried egg in a skillet. <laughs> <laughs> but that fried egg yeah, make me choke. With with that said though, that fried egg would have more talent than Shaggy 2-Dope. Oh ouch. You yep, Shane's calling out the uh, the ICP right now. <laughs> I don't care, Shaggy Two Dope. If you're listening, Shaggy Two Dope. If you're listening, and I know you are, you need to get out of Detroit, buddy. Yeah, and come and find Shane, who lives in uh, in his mama's uh, house. In his mama's house. In your mama's house, Shaggy Two Dope. <laughs> yeah. So Mike Awesome never got his flowers. Spike Dudley never got his flowers. Both these guys were great for very, very different reasons. Here, here's here's a random uh, thing. Who's more likely to go to the Hall of Fame between those two? Ooh. Oh, man. Um, Probably Spike Dudley because he had a long like, like run in WWE. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was, he was tag team champions with Taz, right? Mm-hmm. And was he cruiserweight champion at any time? Possibly, I was a hardcore champion a couple of times, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I want to say he was European champ too, randomly. Oh my god, that's that's one that would be shocking to me. Let's let's look that up. Matt Heisen, little Spike Dudley, uh, award championships and accomplishments, cruiserweight champion, European champion, hardcore champion, and tag team champion. Yeah. Oh, so on on Raw's tenth anniversary show. He was uh, given Raw's Greatest Matches Award for Tables, Ladders, and Chairs 4. So, good for him. Yeah. I'm not sure who he was teaming with in 2002, but that's fucking awesome. Why was he European champion? Who did he win it from? Who wasn't European champion? Well, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. That's completely shocking to me. But, Okay. Eight-time hardcore champion, by the way. Won that belt eight times, probably in the night. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, that's nothing nowadays. Yeah. Do they still do the 24-7 title? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been, remember, I've only been back since Mania. <laughs> All right. So, yes, uh, I, I think Spike Dudley would definitely go into the Hall of Fame first before Mike Awesome, which is sad. I think they both deserve a spot Mike Awesome for sure deserves a spot considering you know sometimes the Hall of Fame is you know when people are when people are gone like unfortunately Mike Awesome is they get a little bit more reverence you know when they go into the Hall of Fame and uh, I think that he definitely deserves that those accolades but then again maybe they don't want people you know looking up Mike Awesome matches and seeing unprotected chair shots ahoy you know well then perhaps I shouldn't have inducted Big Foley. 
Ah, uh, that's a thing. Mm. How could you not induct McFoley? <laughs> exactly. Did Mick, I'm just saying. Oh, did Cactus Jack ever have a match with Mike Awesome? Cage match, where are you? I doubt it. I doubt it. it seems I want like, to find out. It seems like Mike Awesome was, like, he, he, granted he had been around for a while. Like, it seems like he was almost like a late bloomer. As far well, he as came like, in at the end of ECW, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, had he come in ECW, like, four years prior i think that oh. would have cemented oh he'd have been great no matches with mcfoley i'm gonna put cactus jack i think i think that cage match uh does every every name when you search one thing oh wait no he, it doesn't he, he might have done some stuff are you talking about like wwe mike awesome oh no no uh fmw eighth anniversary show uh, Onita, Masato Tanaka, and uh, Kanamura defeat Cactus Jack and the Funk Masters of Wrestling, which is Terry Funk and Mike Awesome. That, holy shit, I need a Funk Masters of Wrestling t-shirt, Terry <laughs> Funk and Mike Awesome. <laughs> that, is a, that is a fucking, that is an absolute amazing fucking tag team. Yeah. Alright, cool. So, he never fought against McFoley and he only wrestled with him one time. In a losing effort, which is sad, but <clears throat> there's that name again, Masato Tanaka. Yep. Masato Tanaka, if you're listening, and I know you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, konnichiwa. Uh, I love you. Yep. How, okay, w- you watched this on the network, right? Or Peacock? Uh, yes. Did they change Mike Awesome's theme song? <laughs> Do you remember his, his theme song? He was like, awesome is his name. All those others feel the pain. You remember that? I, That's my favorite Mike Awesome thing. I don't think that they, they did. I think it was. I'm sure I think they changed. A... I'm sure they changed Spike Dudley's theme song from Highway to Hell, though. Did they change the old ECW themes on the on the network? See, some. I don't know because sometimes some of the matches are edited as far as the music, and then some they're they're not. Okay. I think the only one that's like exclusively changed that I've seen is like RVD. Yeah, he doesn't come out to Pantera. Right. Oh, well, that's sad. They, the last time I checked, they usually just like dub his uh, one of a kind music into it. One of a kind. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, they've they've paid for that music and they're going to use it, so yep. that makes sense. Uh, that's sad because the I remember like watching it on um, Daily Motion here. It was just like the second Highway to Hell started. I was just like, yes, God, I remember ECW. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, so that's kind of sad, but I mean, I guess it's it's better to have the match handy because the match is what matters really in the end, not the music. But yep, it would be nice to have both, mm-hmm. and that's okay. That's okay. In the end, uh, Mike Awesome versus Spike Dudley. You're saying five star classic? Yep. <laughs> Good. Okay. All right. <laughs> So let's move on to the thing that people really want to get to talk about today. Shane's down from the rafters. He's back in the corner of the WWF, WWE, sorry. He's he's taken off his, his sting mask to reveal sting face paint underneath, and uh-huh. he's back. It's, it's WWE time for Shane. Shane, what brought you back? What about WrestleMania brought you down from the rafters? So actually, I, I'm standing deliver kind of started my descent down from the rafters. 
Because yeah, NXT Stand and Deliver was you, really good. Yeah, you you were texting me about it uh, uh, while it was going on. That was that's pretty cool. So what what was your what was your favorite match at Stand and Deliver? All of it was really good, but the uh, the ladder match that had like eighty people in it was was very entertaining. What? So what, okay, who who was so, in it? I don't even remember. I I have no idea about the rundown of these cards. So let me see if I can remember. So it was Grayson Waller. Uh, Santos Escobar, uh, uh, Carmelo Hayes, Solo Sokoa. Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting who the the person that actually won the damn match. <laughs> uh, was it Cameron someone. Grimes? Cameron Grimes. I want to say there was someone else. No, that was it. It was a five way. It was a five way. So yeah. Really good ladder match, and 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 honestly, I think what got me kind of in in my feelings was not only was it a good match, but then when um, Santos Escobar had the the uh, Ultimate Warrior themed attire, I started feeling a little cool. nostalgic, yeah. and then um, Carmelo Hayes had uh, Shawn Michaels slash Razor Ramon themed attire. Very cool, and so and then and and that that was I mean I was I was probably ranting to you about attire the whole weekend. Everyone yeah, was you're, just you're having a like nerd, that's for yeah. Sure. So everyone was just like just had like these cool like tributes to you know legends, and so that just it got me really nostalgic. So you know that that got me really pumped going into WrestleMania, and then night one was just really fun, and then uh, night two was. You know, I had some moments as well, but it's like, man, between all of that, then you had, you know, Stone Cold doing Stone Cold stuff. And like, it was just like, it was a very nostalgic thing. And you had Triple H coming out, retiring, and that was sad, but it was still nostalgic. And it's just like, mm-hmm. and Undertaker going to the Hall of Fame, it was, it was, a, it was a lot. It, it, so- it reminded me kind of of why I became a, a fan of wrestling in, in the first place. So you were seeing you were seeing your the the representation of a new school alongside your old school mentality, and right. that uh, that did it for you. That's pretty cool, man. That's yeah. pretty cool. So the the okay. So we we are gonna go through a couple of shows because I I watched a bunch of indie shows this week, and we'll go through and talk about you know each one. So let's start with let's start with Stand and Deliver first. That was on Friday, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. You uh, so you you liked the ladder match the most. Was that your favorite? Yeah, the the, the whole night was was fun. The the, the tag match um, with uh, MSK. Well, maybe we'll touch on MSK a little bit later. Foreshadowing. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, that was a fun match. But yeah, the the ladder match um, that that's probably my favorite. All right, cool, cool. Uh, Saturday morning, I was watching uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Eight. Uh, from the GCW Collective uh, show, uh, that was fantastic. Uh, Bloodsport, I've talked about it before uh, here on the show, and I'm going to actually be doing a breakdown uh, in about an hour and a half. Someone from uh, the Countout Network uh, wants to do a breakdown of all the GCW shows, and I volunteered to uh, co-review Bloodsport 8 with them. There was a bunch of really great, really great matches. Uh, it's very 
very stripped down. Like there's no ropes. There's no pinfalls. It's submission or referee stoppage only. They And this one had, normally it's a lot of like dudes like shoot fighter guys, kind of like Tom Lawler and Josh Barnett and stuff like that. This one had a bit more of a flair to it. Like um, uh, Johnny Bloodsport came out. Uh, Johnny, uh, John Henneman, uh, Johnny like Nitro. It. Yeah, came out as Johnny Bloodsport. That was pretty cool. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, that was uh, Timothy Thatcher. Has You know, it was the first time I've seen him in quite a while because I didn't watch him in, in NXT. But, yeah, he was he was great there. Speedball Mike Bailey. This is not going to be Speedball Mike Bailey's only time showing up today. Speedball was everywhere. Uh, he took on Yu-Yu Emera, which was really great. Uh, I think, for me, the best match of the night was probably Biff Busick versus uh, John Moxley. Uh, Biff Busick, also known as Oni Lorkin in uh, NXT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this I beforehand I knew that that match was going to have a lot of blood, and it did. Uh, it was a bunch of bad dudes doing a bunch of bad things, and uh, just dead hard motherfuckers being dead hard. So that was really cool. Uh, yeah, just knee strikes, knockouts, blood, sweat, shit, piss everywhere. It was amazing. There was no shit or piss. I was, I was. Uh, also, mm-hmm. Minoru Suzuki and Chris Dickinson. I, I love Chris Dickinson, and uh, he finally got he finally got one over on Minoru Suzuki by uh, just elbowing him in the head until the referee stopped him. So that was great. Then Saturday night was Mania Night One, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So go ahead and uh, tell me uh, tell me about some Mania Night One. Mania Night One, fantastic. Becky and uh, Bianca. Finally, you know, got a chance to showcase um, what they can do. And uh, Bianca, she took a nasty uh, heel to, to the face. And oh, she, she got kicked in the eye, didn't she? Yeah. yeah she, oh. she she took it like a champ, though. Um, well, she's a champ, so that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. I, I love the fact that Bianca is like 2-0 and at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And she's only at the beginning of her career. And it would be really cool to see her start an Undertaker-style streak, you know, where she's she becomes the final boss of WrestleMania for people, you know, I like uh, she's working as she's working as the uh, as the underdog for the first few, you know, she beats Sasha or she beats Becky, and then after a while, like she is the mountain, and people got to come and climb the mountain to get to her. That'd be cool. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, I'm I'm wondering if that's like. Obviously, things can change, but I, I could see her facing each of the four horsewomen at WrestleMania at some point. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm so. into it. And uh, don't forget Asuka, too. <laughs> I see her versus Asuka as well. That'd be great. Yeah. Although, I don't know how many years Asuka has left. Uh, probably not many, so that's got to happen first. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Oscar's. I was certain that she was gonna just like pop up on Raw and you know come out and challenge her, but that didn't happen. Been awesome, yeah, that would have been awesome. So, there's still time though. Um, uh, any other any other stupendous, uh, tremendous, nightmarish things happen on on night one? Funny you mentioned that. Funny I mentioned that. So this is what I just, set them up and you knock them yeah, down. So that's basically what had me completely down from the rafters back with the surfer face paint on was uh, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. 
You don't say. Yeah. And here's the thing. I know people, the few that listen, they're like, oh, well, Shane, he's always bashing AEW and Cody. And you're right. However, (laughs) I have also been the biggest Cody Rhodes supporter that I know, for what that's worth. Now, was I excited about the stuff that he was doing in AEW? No. But that doesn't mean I wasn't a huge mark for dashing Cody Rhodes or, mm-hmm. or uh, hell, even when he was tagging with Hardcore Holly. So anyway, I've always liked Cody Rhodes. <laughs> my my favorite Cody Rhodes was the, uh, the crazy, like, putting bags over people's heads wearing the, the face protector Cody Rhodes. Yeah. That was my favorite Cody Rhodes. Yep. That made me happy. The, the not dashing, the twisted Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. The dashing was great, but the twisted Cody Rhodes was the best. Anyway, I always, I always so yes. wondered that. I always figured that uh, the dashing one was just made to set up for the disfigured one, like that. That was the probably end game, so. Probably, um, but yeah, yeah I, I I love that run. That was really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was pretty emotional seeing seeing Cody back like that. Because I mean, yes, everything was you know leaked that that was a, a possibility. But it was it was still a very surreal moment to have him come out, you, you know, same same music, same entrance, pyro, like everything, like it was it was nuts. And then they and they put on a hell of a match. Swore up and too. down, swore up and down. It was a work. I swore up and down he was going to be back at uh, going to be back at AEW. Yep. Good for him, man. Uh, secure the bag, Cody. Uh, and if you can get a, a good match with Seth Rollins out of it. Fucking sweet. Yep. Uh, Seth Rollins coming out looking like he's skin cookie monster. Well. And. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then Cody comes out dressed as Homelander and uh, everything was right. It was it was cool. The, the world is healing. The world is healing. The world was healing. I. um Yeah. Good for Cody, man. Like. I. He's proved that he's, you know, he's able to. Go out on his own and be a star. He's able to come back and be a star. Good for him. Everything he does. Yeah. You know, everyone out there, oh, he sold out. It's like, shut up. It's like, yeah. financially, he set one way or the other. And it's like, people have to realize, like, man, he started in WWE when he was, like, 19. And yeah, and it's like, you know, a lot of that that animosity that he held towards the company, I think is because he loved the company so much and wanted, you know, to be that bell cow for him. And they just didn't believe that he could. So I always believe it just came from a a place of like hurt rather than just, you know, he was very young when he, when he left. I mean, he was what? 26 something like that when he left. Yeah. Yeah. We're all, you know, we're not the same people we were when we were 26 as we were when we were 34 or whatever. So right. Good for him. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder what else he got because the the rumor is basically that he wanted to continue being a promoter and a booker, uh, and and Tony Khan basically took that away because the elite were only interested in booking themselves. So he kind of took that away from them. And uh, well, so maybe it, maybe what I was gonna say. Uh, so the the because uh, he's been on you know like a presser tour ever since. Um, one one of the one of the interviews he was talking about that he said that he doesn't really want a, a a job in like management as far as like booking and doing all that stuff anymore. Like hmm. that he 
supposedly he just wants to focus on just being a wrestler. Because I guess his plan is to still probably retire when he's 40. And so he says he wants to be a wrestler full-time, traveling, doing the house shows, doing all of that. Till 40 and then. Yep. Oh. Yep. Well, all right then. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Guess I was wrong. I have no idea. So how long till. So here's, here's the thing. That's cool. When Roman Reigns started this whole like head of the table gimmick and everyone kept saying, who's going to be the one to unseat the head of the table? Who's going to be the one to get that rub and finally put out Roman Reigns? Who had fucking Cody Rhodes being a possibility at that on their fucking bingo card? Right. That's awesome. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like nobody. Yeah. Wrestling is weird, man. Yeah. And uh, I mean I'm I'm getting I'm getting a little ahead of myself but I mean and and the the promo that he 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 cut on Raw that I get you know according to him and you know with the dirt sheets so to speak it was 100% him and you you can tell like a a, a written promo nowadays from WWE and something that they kind of just say go out and say what you feel and maybe that mm-hmm. was also like part of the contract you know, maybe it was just like, hey, I'm not going to be Stardust and I get to have some rain over, you know, my promos and stuff. Because it was a very genuine, heartfelt promo about, you know, Dusty that he cut on Raw. So His first promo in the company in six years and, the, and he's talking about his dad. That's okay. He never stopped talking about his dad. Yeah. I love his dad too. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. It, make, it makes sense though. You got you to gotta check it out. Because it, it's... It ties in the fact that you know he's he's going for that t- the 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 title that eluded his dad. You know he's going for that one. So, well, I mean, yeah, he got the title that his dad won when he won the NWA title, right? So now he wants to get the one that his dad couldn't win. Mm-hmm. That seems that makes sense. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yep. And I hope he can do it. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, were there any other night one matches you thought were really good? The the uh the the Stone Cold uh, Kevin Owens thing was fun. That was that was fun. It was good times. Right on. Uh, yeah, they were having a sit down segment that became a match or something. Yeah, and uh, you know when you talk about ovations, my God, I mean, duh, Texas, but yeah, yeah, that 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 ovation that he got was nuts. And 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 Stone Cold, he 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 got a lot more physical in that match than I. Uh, thought he would i mean yeah twitter the second he came out with both his knee braces on twitter was like it's on yeah he's doing more than just a stunner tonight baby yeah and then when he when he took that suplex onto the onto the floor what yeah. <laughs> jesus that's wild yeah it was it was fun times i'm glad to hear that uh wrestlemania night one now do you think that they should have put the knights together are are you you've always been one of the people that says like one show WrestleMania. Right? I used to be like that up until this year. Really? Yeah. Okay, what changed what changed this year? The volume. The volume of matches, like I mean, it makes sense because there's 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 two championships for every I mean, every damn show has its own title and I mean it it makes sense. Because I think it was like 14 matches total. And so if you had that only on one night, you'd either have a super long day or a bunch of those are going to be either really short or cut out altogether. 
I mean, they could cut out they could cut out them all out all together, really, if they wanted to. They didn't even they didn't have a intercontinental or a U.S. title match on there, did they? They didn't, and that sucked. But I mean, I can't even defend that. But no, I don't know if I would. Re- uh, there's not very many match. There's not. I don't know what I would have replaced with any of those. You know. Without it just being just like a, a forced thing, uh, I mean, okay, you, you take well as it as it is, yeah, they're not they're not building stories for those two belts, right. unfortunately. So right, so I mean, if it, if it if it made sense, then yes, and and hopefully Ricochet and, and Balor, you know, can still get some something going with those titles. Yeah, but WrestleMania has never really been the night of champions, so to speak. Not no, not I'm, consistently. It doesn't have to be, but I mean, you would think that your biggest show of the year or or your two biggest shows of the year, you'd want at least one of those belts defended. You could come up with something for one of those belts to be to be doing, especially when the two top belts are in the same match. Okay, but what do you what do you put in place of it? Because WrestleMania is always is going to have the the celebrity stuff. It's always going to have the the uh, the off the wall, just crazy stuff. I mean, like, I don't know, I don't know where you would put it this year. Like, I I don't know because I don't really know the cards. So I mean, I mean, okay, Seth Rollins could have been IC champion or something like that going into a match with Cody. But then again, Cody probably wants nothing to do with a mid card belt. So yeah, been, been there, been there, done that for both of them. Yeah. Yeah, it but uh, hey, I mean it, it yeah, I mean I agree it would have been I mean if you have people like Finn Balor and Ricochet on your on your roster you should put them in everything you have ever. So I mean yeah, yeah I mean I, I I get that from a talent standpoint but uh, I don't know. With to have to have the belts kind of shoehorned in there. Yeah. It's it it wouldn't have made sense this year because they had so many other little things building up. There were, there's only like 12 hours of TV time a week. What do you want them to do? <laughs> um, th- then, then just scrap the belts at this point. There's no reason to have them. If you're not going to use them, there's no reason to have them. You know, I obviously they don't want to do anything with them. So fuck it. Why bother? Cause they look pretty. I mean, yeah, they're nice belts. Or did you mean Finn Balor? Because he also looks pretty. Well, that okay, fair. But no, I mean, yeah, it's. It was very disappointing not to see. I would, yeah, I don't know. Neither belt has that much prestige on it nowadays, anyway. Sadly, and maybe a a big match with you know some of your top competitors at your biggest show of the year could do something about that. I think they just had too much going on, to be honest. Like. They had the, they had, I mean, I guess it was either that or Cody Rhodes. Which one do we want? Which is going to, what's going to be more impactful going forward? Ricochet versus someone or. What was the final match of the night? It was uh, Austin Theory and Pat McAfee. What? Or was that the second to last match of the night for night two? That that was a very very good match. Why was that not for the icy belt? 
It will be one day. <laughs> <laughs> will it? Yeah, I told you. Will it? Or are they just going to drop him? I told I told you that that Austin Theory is is going to win the mid card title one of these days. I said that like you eight said episodes Austin Theory is going to win. You said Austin Theory is going to win the main event title very soon. I said anyway. Austin that, Theory that is going to wrestle on WWE main event. <laughs> and I think he's already done that. Yes. No. Uh, no. That and that doesn't matter. The the thing is like that that could have had the IC belt in it and been part of a big, uh, you know, part of a big storyline. The the thing is there's opportunity for it there, you know, or you could have just, even without the McMahon thing, you could have had Austin theory versus Finn Balor or something like that for the, for the U S just anything, but really. you need, but you needed the McMahon thing that had to happen. Okay. That's Austin theory and, and Vince McMahon. That's, that's fine. You don't, mm-hmm. then you don't need Pat McAfee. Yes, you do. For, yeah, he's a commentator. He's a very talented commentator, though. Okay, he's not a full time wrestler. How many not full time wrestlers were were on WrestleMania this year? Are you counting celebrities? Yes. Okay. Well, you got to count Jackass as it, one. You can't count them okay. all. Individual. We'll count Jackass as one. Okay, because it was one match. But is that? Does every match? Is it every match? Okay, that's that's what Hold WrestleMania on. does, though. That's that's true, but you're telling me you can't put any of your titles into those not actual matches. For to make- especially when you've got you've got two nights, you've got two nights. Both of your top belts are in the same match in the second night. Like you couldn't put any, you couldn't shoehorn a belt into any of those. Let's look at this. Okay. Okay. So, so before Ricochet beat Sami Zayn. Okay. So, would you have? Ra- okay. <laughs> the, hold on. The, hold on. Hold on. Okay. One. We've got. The, I'm going to go through the card for the first night. Usos versus Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Okay. Fun no part timers there. Okay. No part timers there. It looks like a good time. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. No. No part timers there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Miz and Logan Paul versus Ray and Dominic Mysterio. There's your there's your first celebrity slash part timer. Okay, that that's inevitable. Logan Paul, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And everybody said he did really good, didn't he? He did. He did. Good for him. Came out mm-hmm. with his with his uh, Toshiaki Kawada looking inspired gear. Good mm-hmm. for him. I didn't know that he was an all Japan mark from the nineties. That's great. <laughs> Bianca versus Becky. Okay, for mm-hmm. a championship, great. Cody versus Seth freaking Rollins. Do we have to put, do we have to keep saying Seth freaking Rollins? Is that a thing now? It is. That's, okay, fine. Uh, Seth Rollins. That was a 20 minute match. Yes. Holy shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I will go back and watch that one. Told you. Cause I was, I was like, eh, like eight minutes. It'll be fine. Nine, 20 minutes. That's that. that I'll, I'll get out of bed for that one. All right, cool. I'll watch that. Cody's not a part-timer. You said he's going back to full-time. Cool. Mm-hmm. Charlotte versus Ronda, part-timer. Another one, you know, they, that's inevitable. Yeah. Stone Cold versus KO, part-timer. Okay. So that's one, two, three out of seven. Okay. Uh, night two. RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Cool. Great. Sounds fun. 
Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Doesn't sound as fun, but that's fine. Uh, Bobby Lashley could be doing better. Uh, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. There's a celebrity slash uh, mm-hmm. uh, part-timer. Okay. Sasha Banks and Naomi defeat Carmella, Queen Zelina, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Natalia, Shayna Baszler. They had the women's tag team titles on here, but not the IC title. Okay. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you finish. I know they want to get I know they want to get all the people they can onto the show. And that's not to say that those ladies don't deserve a paycheck. Uh-huh. But those belts don't mean shit. They well, do not give a fuck about the women's titles. Well, not with that attitude, they won't. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh I don't think any of those are part-timers, are they? No, they're all full-timers. Yeah. Uh Edge versus AJ Styles. Edge is a part-timer, yes? Nope. He's, he's on there every week. He's doing house shows. I don't know. I don't even know if they're really doing house shows nowadays. They shouldn't. They yeah. shouldn't. They're fucking COVID. And yeah. It'll extend everybody's careers if they don't. Yeah. Uh, Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch. Who the fuck is Butch? It's not important. I'm looking at you with this. You didn't tell me about this shit. I click on Butch's name. It brings me to Pete Dunn's fucking Wikipedia. It's irrelevant. Moving on. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> defeat the New Day. Oh, is it? Xavier Woods is back. That's yep. good. Pat McAfee. Okay. Versus Austin Theory with Mr. McMahon. And then Mr. McMahon defeats Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, now I'm looking at this, and that's two part-timers in two matches back-to-back. So, let's... Okay, let's do it this way. So, it goes Austin Theory, then Pat McAfee... Then Vince McMahon, then Stone Cold. That's it. So it's <laughs> Austin Theory is less than Pat McAfee, who is less than Vince McMahon, who is less than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Gross. All right. And then we get the um, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar big boy battle. So, yeah, I guess maybe it wasn't as many. There's nine matches, right? That first night and seven matches the second no, sorry, scratch that. Nine matches the second night, seven matches the first night, 16 matches total, and seven of them had part-timers or celebrities in them? Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. I mean... That's WrestleMania. That is WrestleMania, but, like, you couldn't cut any of those out? No. You, you couldn't You couldn't put any people in there that are... that, that were... Mid-card champions? I don't I don't think any of them could have been cut out. Maybe shortened and added, but I wouldn't remove any of those matches. Okay. And, and they each show was three hours? Yeah. They could have... I want to say they could have put in more, but what the fuck do I know? As long as you were happy, man, you're the person that was that really matters uh, when it comes to it. You know, as, as long as you, the consumer, were happy with it, that's all you need. Right, and, and like I said, don't get me wrong. Uh, any 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 WrestleMania involving those two instantly makes it a better WrestleMania. So uh, my my thing would be more. I would have liked to have seen them involved as opposed to just trying to shoehorn in a title match. Yeah. Uh, it's sad that the, that the titles are such an afterthought that the 
shoehorning is what it would be. There's no natural story for it. Well, I mean, that, I mean, look, I mean, hit, historically speaking, when you look at the Intercontinental title, how often was that thing actually featured at WrestleMania? You got the ladder match, okay, which wasn't mm-hmm. even the main event. No, it doesn't have to be the main event to be featured. Okay, so you but, have the ladder. I mean, you look at WrestleMania three was all about Andre and, and Hogan, right? Mm-hmm. What was the best match at WrestleMania three? Right. And you know what? That match would have been the best match regardless on if there was a title or not. Yeah. But people that made the belt. Like <laughs> it the did. match the match the match makes the belt, right? The, it can, but not all the time. Yeah. I mean, no get me wrong, it should be that way. I'm just saying sadly it's it's drifted away from that. And at this point we almost have to just Except choose that either it's an or thought yeah. and don't care. Yeah. That they should just get rid of it then. Well no. Just because it's not featured at WrestleMania doesn't mean that they're still not hell, you know, putting on a hell of a good match on SmackDown or Raw for those titles. Okay, so it's a television belt. It's a television title. WrestleMania is on television. <laughs> it is. It is. So why wasn't it there? Because I'm just saying I'm 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 just saying it sucks that there was no natural progression that you could have put your storyline in or like you could have had the Intercontinental belt on Sami Zayn to feature it with, you know, w- with all these championships. You know, if Sami Zayn goes and does a, a a thing where he's interviewed about Jackass, you still see the Intercontinental title with him while they he's did that. You know, while he's out there. They did that. Yeah, and then they took it away. Right. Would you know why? Because if he didn't, Johnny Knoxville would be the Intercontinental champ right now. The the match doesn't need to be for the Intercontinental belt. It just needs to be on your show so people can see it. So you're okay with it being a non-title match as long as it just makes its way down the ramp. I'd prefer not to have Johnny Knoxville on the TV anytime. Like was- I I don't hate I don't hate Jackass. I just like if Johnny Knoxville is going to be there, let Johnny Knoxville be there, say hello, do an interview, have maybe a funny backstage segment and then have an actual fucking match for the Intercontinental title between two people who are full-time fucking wrestlers. That's not how that works. That's not how it works anymore. Oh, let let Johnny Knoxville have a silly spot where, you know, he uh, he's going to I don't know who's a thing on there. Uh, Happy Corbin. He runs up against Happy Corbin. Happy Corbin's threatening to beat him up. And then the whole jackass crew beats up Happy Corbin. Ha ha. Hilarious. Then we go to Sami Zayn versus Ricochet for the IC title belt. Mm. They put too much money into that. Too much money into promoting jackass. They had they had Sami Zayn. Crashing the actual red carpet premiere of Jack, like they they put too much time and, and money into that. Was he was he holding the the IC title belt when he did that? Probably, if I believe so, because he yeah. hadn't lost it yet to Ricochet. If he if he wasn't hold, if he wasn't literally holding the title at eye level in front of all the cameras, <laughs> I mean, like that's that's why like uh, the Miz was champion uh, after WrestleMania that year that he he beat. John Cena, it's because like he was calling in all those favors where he was on like late night shows as WWE champion The Miz and stuff like that. You know, like they they want the title belts. They want the title belts on TV. 
right? So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just because like I'm a purist and I just want the matches to be the matches, and I I don't get the whole like grandiose spectacle, you know? Oh, so you mean you didn't enjoy uh, Roddy Piper and Mr. T? Not really. I, I I don't think I've ever even watched that. Like, well, I watched it when I was a kid. I don't think I've watched it again since. Well, what I'm saying is <laughs> stuff stuff like that kind of paved the way to where stuff like that paved the way for Snooky to. Yeah, I mean that was. Terrible. What's the match people remember? What's the match people remember? Are people going to remember? Pat McAfee versus Mr. McMahon. Yes. Or are they going? Or are they going to remember? You know, uh, I don't know what's a uh, Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Yes, to both, because it was stupendous. Really? Yes, and Pat McAfee <laughs> did a really good job. Well, good for Pat McAfee. Good you, for Pat McAfee. You mean I, to tell me I don't want you didn't you didn't enjoy uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and Lawrence Taylor? Uh, you know. I don't think I've really gone back and watched that since I was like 10 years old. But it happened. I remember it, it did happen. And you know what match I was psyched about actually from that WrestleMania? Sean and Diesel for the IC or for the uh, world belt. That match was terrible. It was not good. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> it was not a good match. But I still, but it was better. Than, it was, it was better than watching a, okay, no, actually LT worked really hard. Yeah. But like, he, it probably was the better match, but I was still more jacked about Sean and Diesel That's when fair. I was a kid. Well, yeah, I mean, I get it. I'm just saying, you know, at this point, WrestleMania is just a big. I mean, WWE is just a big advertisement. All Raw is is just to advertise little Jimmys to be, get their mom to buy them some shirts or the video game or when they come to their their city to buy the tickets. And in turn, that's also what SmackDown is, and then in turn, that's what pay-per-views are. It's all just to sell merchandise and to get. Yeah, but those video games are great. Yeah, I haven't I haven't actually played one since 2005, but still. Yeah, so I mean, it's SmackDown versus Raw. Know your role was mm-hmm. you know SmackDown. Here comes the pain was the shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's all it is. It's all money. Who are we kidding? Did you Did you see the video going around of a? Uh, it was Luther Vandross, and he was talking about how, like, he would stop everything. Like, he'd stop in the middle of recording to go play fucking get the new SmackDown game and shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was great. God bless Luther Vandross. Rest in peace, Luther. 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 He would seduce your mom and then go out and watch WrestleMania. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. So, okay. Yep. All right. So, for me, uh, yeah, next up, I watched... Uh, New Japan Lone Star Shootout. Just a fucking fantastic time. Uh, my favorite match of the night was definitely, I loved uh, uh, Switchblade Jay White versus Speedball Mike Bailey. There's that name again. Mike Bailey had like nine matches this weekend. Like three a day. Jeez. Just ri- just ridiculous. Dude was working. But uh, yeah, Speedball Mike Bailey versus uh, Jay White at New Japan's Lone Star Shootout was great. Um one thing about Mike Bailey, he wears kick pads, but he doesn't wear shoes. And it really makes me think he's just going to break his feet. And um, I, I'm like, just like, Mike, put on some shoes. I don't, I don't get, he, I don't get that. He only, only recently started wearing knee pads, which is also fucking weird. Huh. But uh, yeah, no, good for him. Um, and 
Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was another uh, Chris Dickinson match on that one. Chris Dickinson versus Tomohiro Ishii, which was um, a great old big boy, um, big meaty men slapping meat matches. And uh, Tomohiro Ishii then uh, beat Dickinson. So, yeah, Dickinson got one up on Minoru Suzuki. Ishii beat Dickinson. And then Suzuki comes out to challenge Ishii at the next New Japan American show, which I believe is Windy City Riot this month in Chicago. Very much looking forward to that one because that's the one where we're getting uh, Moxley versus Will Ospreay. So mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Yep. That'll be real fun. But, yeah. Okay. So... WrestleMania night two, or do you want me to talk about uh, Ring of Honor first? We can go into Ring of Honor. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Ring of Honor's back. Motherfucker! Ring of Honor came back, and I'm so excited about it. Let's see if we can find the uh, card for Supercard of Honor. It was uh, Ring of Honor's uh, Supercard of Honor this year. I did not watch Cole Cabano versus Blake Christian. Um, where did I start? Ah, Dalton Castle and Joe Hendry. That was fun. Ah, here's where it gets really good. Uh, Swerve. 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 Whose house? Swerve's house. Swerve's house. That's right. Defeated Alex Zane. Alex Zane came out looking like something off of Pirates of Dark Water. Uh, that was fine. Uh, Brian Cage had a squash match against Ninja Mac, which I didn't care for. Ninja Mac is awesome, though. Uh, Jay Lethal and Lee Moriarty. I was really upset about that one because I love Lee Moriarty. And uh, I don't want to ever see Jay Lethal again. I think he should just kind of fade into the distance. Uh, Mercedes Martinez uh, beat Willow Nightingale. I am now Willow Nightingale's number one fan. I am a huge fan of Willow Nightingale. She is great. She makes me smile. Like, remember old Bailey? How she used to, like, she would come out and you just couldn't help but smile. It was like she was like a puppy and you just, like, look at her and go, oh, my God, Bailey. Mm -hmm. Like, that's Willow Nightingale. So that that was great. Uh, Minoru Suzuki beat your boys, uh, Rep, Rhett Titus for the, uh, ROH World Television Championship. So, <laughs> poor Rhett Titus. Uh, he wins that belt on the night that ROH shuts down. He loses it four months later on the night that back. ROH starts up again. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so, Minoru Suzuki is now the ROH World Television Champion, his first belt ever held in North America. Uh, Wheeler Yuta became the ROH Pure Champion. Very cool. Wheeler Yuta is a star on the rise. Jonathan Gresham beat Bandito to be the undisputed Ring of Honor World Champion. Jonathan Gresham is the truth. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't care for Jonathan Gresham? I was torn. Bandito's yeah. my boy. I know Bandito's your boy. Jonathan Gresham's so good though. Yeah, he's so good. And then the match that everyone's talking about the. Obviously, the match of the night, FTR versus the Briscoes. Shane, I'm willing to accept your apology now. Okay, so here's the thing. I never said that FTR were bad. (laughs) I just didn't get the whole, like... Now, I, I will say this, that... The whole retro thing, they 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 they're leaning into. I'm I'm getting used to it now. It, it's not it's not as like cringe as it was like two or three months ago. Now they're still they're still in the pinnacle, which is a heel stable, but they're clearly faces now. Whatever. Um. Yeah, they're faces. Yeah. Yeah. Not like especially I, I after dynamite last night. They're they're faces. I didn't see dynamite yeah. last night. I, I haven't watched Dynamite in weeks, so yeah. No, the 
the whole the whole thing with them is I never I I was like no these guys should never ever be faces and then they become faces and they're fucking good at it yeah which is great which is great um yeah the pinnacle's done though isn't it like isn't I mean Wardlow's obviously quit yeah but and I mean it's weird though because so. yeah they're yeah it's weird because they they fired they fired their manager and then there was the rumor that Brett was going to take over I don't think he should I don't think it fits. Right now, I mean, it's Bret Hart, but still, he ain't gonna just just waste his time. It would be. <laughs> They're already over. It would not They're be already a, over. They, they are already over. Yeah. They don't need anybody to speak for. Them. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, now the 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 thing that I'm the thing that I'm concerned about, Shane, is that you said that you didn't care. About the match, you said that you don't care. Oh, when, it, you, when, I, when, I said, they, when they were first advertising yeah. it, yeah, you said meh. Those, that was your exact words. I said, oh yeah, Briscoes versus FTR, meh. You're right. It was, <laughs> it was still a good match. I I went back and 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 watched the whole thing. It was a good match. You mean to tell me? I mean, it just okay. The, what what was the lead up? Going into it when they when they first advertised it, what was the lead? Oh, up? the whole the whole lead up was just Twitter, right? So yeah. so it's like, yeah, I wasn't that excited because it just they, wasn't a thing. They couldn't they couldn't advertise for anything because there was no ROH shows leading up to the relaunch. But exactly, um, yeah, no the 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 whole thing, the whole thing is the promise of a good match, like when when. When uh, ROH, if ROH, when ROH popped up at ROH, when FTR popped up on ROH, the promise was a great match between FTR and them boys. And that's what you meh at? Like, you didn't care? Like, you, you just said, no, nah, I don't care. In my defense, <laughs> I was in a very mess state of mind with all of wrestling at that time. That's true. That's true. And it wasn't until just a couple of days ago that you um, that you got out of that state. So right. I'm, I'm glad that you are out of it now. So you can admit that that match was really good. Yeah, it was really good. I just wasn't I wasn't that excited to see it. I mean, I'm glad that I did. But yeah. like I said, there just wasn't, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. I don't know what it, like, I, I loved them boys. I I enjoy FTR, you know. I really enjoyed their NXT stuff. Yes, and um, so yeah, I knew they were capable. But it's I don't know. Sometimes maybe it's just because sometimes like AEW slash ROH slash Impact stuff is just like busy. You know what I mean? Like you you have you have WWE on one hand that just is just corny most of the time and then you have AEW that just they try to throw so much and it just just becomes like convoluted i don't know that that i can see because AEW doesn't have really enough tv time i mean they got as for, much as for everything that they try to yeah i mean they got like four WWE's shows not, they do but only i think two of those shows are only an hour one shows two no three of those shows are only an hour 
and one show's two hours, so that's five hours of TV for a roster of like six hundred people. Yeah, so that's what they wanted. Um, yeah, I mean, Samoa Joe's back. Anyway, uh, <laughs> see, I don't even give a shit. Samoa Joe's back. I gotta watch Samoa Joe's match. I I forgot that Samoa Joe had a match last night. <laughs> I want to watch Samoa Joe kill a man halfway through a rap. And I hope that's what happened. Listen, hey Joe, smack, and just dead. I will say that I enjoyed the rap more than the match. I'll leave it at that. I, gosh, I can imagine. I can imagine the rap had something to do with Dynamite beating NXT while while Joe was the champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true though. Okay. He was only champion for like four and a half days. Hey. Maybe. I don't even think it was. No. Hold on. Because he won it on a Saturday. No, he didn't even win it on a Saturday. He won it on a Tuesday. Hey, that's all right. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't want to go. Joe. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But I mean, I've been kind of meh with the small Joe for about the past the fuck 10 years. Here. Anyway, get the fuck out of here, bro. I can't believe you. <laughs> I can't believe that. Oh, really? Can you give me one reason? Can you give me one reason why you'd be meh on Samoa Joe? Anything post like TNA? Yeah, I can. <laughs> Dude, what about what about his? Okay, how about his match with fucking Brock Lesnar? That was amazing. Was it though? The one at what was it? Great Balls of Fire. Fuck yeah, it was. Okay. Fuck yeah, it was. That was one of the WWE matches I watched in 2017. <laughs> that's that's the one you tune in on? <laughs> yeah. It was like that or like six different matches with, with uh, AJ and Kevin Owens. <laughs> my roommate at the time, my roommate at the time kept saying, uh, he kept saying it was, it's uh, soccer mom hair versus shirt in the pool guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Thank yep. you, Ian Staley, for that one. Shout out front of the podcast, Ian Staley. I, those were like the only things that I watched that year. The whole, I, no, I did watch the Maharaja get anointed that year. So, yeah. I was okay. about, about to say. <laughs> Put some respect on him. you got to admit, those, those matches were terrible. Dude, his, magi- his matches with Shinsuke were bad. His matches with Randy Orton were worse. Oh, well. Don't talk about AJ Styles like that. (laughs) (laughs) He has done nothing to deserve that. I wasn't talking about AJ Styles. Oh. I was talking about both of our boys, Jinder Mahal (sighs) and Shinsuke Nakamura. They had no fucking chemistry. But anyway. Yep. (laughs) The, The fact that you can't think of anything after TNA that was good about Samoa Joe... You can't come up with a good run for Samoa Joe after after he left TNA. I I feel bad for you. I feel sorry for you. What did he? Okay, and I'm not even talking about like late TNA. In like I'm, they're towards the end. Sorry. TNA was bad anyway. Yes. So he was one of the shining spots of the bad era. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yes. And you're right. You're hundred percent right on that. That's all. There were there were very few shining spots in that era of TNA. There was Perk Angle, 
<laughs> and uh, and Samoa Joe mm-hmm. and AJ Styles. Yeah. And the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah. And that was it, really. And, uh, I don't know, Generation Me? <laughs> I never really cared for Generation Me. Me either. Still don't. You know who they anyway. remind me of? Who's that? They remind me of, like, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, if you took, like, the Hardy Boys and Kid Cash and, <laughs> and like, like an assistant manager from, like, Hot Topic that always, like, goes on smoke breaks and hits on, like, the teenagers. <laughs> and if you, if you put them in, like, Brundlefly's teleportation device... You put all of them in there, but then like a like a bottle of Axe bot like body spray was also in there. <laughs> Out will come the young bucks. <laughs> that is all. This is, uh, yeah, ninety parts flips, ten percent tassel. Yep. I fucking hate the young bucks. <laughs> I fucking hate the young bucks. Anyway, yep. The fact that you can't come up with something good about Smudge. Makes me sad. He did some stuff in NXT. I'll give him that. Yeah. His his run in NXT was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Alright. Him yeah, him and him and Shinsuke. Him and him and Finn Balor. Those are fucking great matches. And then the main roster it, it was And then Brock Lesnar was awesome. Yeah. And it and admittedly it it, it wasn't his fault. I mean, WWE doesn't have the best track record on utilizing people the right way, so. That's true. That's true. Oh, well. All right, let's move on to WrestleMania uh, Night 2. Give me some good stuff that came out of that one. Uh, Night 2 for me was uh, fun, but I I, I definitely enjoyed uh, Night 1 a little bit more. It was nice seeing New Day come out there. Was it all, um, all three members or just... Uh, no. no, just uh, Kofi and, and Xavier. And they had... And, uh, they had Big E themed gear. So that was oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. They, they, that's they, great. They both wore like the Big E singlet and jacket and everything. And so that was cool. You love to see it. You love to see it. But then they lost. But, you know, that's that's all right, I guess. Who'd they lose to? The Seamus and Rich Holland and Rich Holland and, and Butch. Butch is growing on me. Not really, but Butch. He's okay with it, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, he's making his money. That's all that it needs. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I mean, doesn't matter. It's just a name. It's still Pete Dunn. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, someone said they put Pete Dunn with Seamus, and I was like, that seems like a really good tag team. I would I would watch Pete Dunne and Sheamus. Mm-hmm. But there's, anyway, there's, moving. There's time. There's time. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I don't know nothing about. I've never seen Ridge Holland before, so you're not missing much. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a name I recognize, so it's not anybody I feel like I have to check out because it's not really setting the world alight. But no, I mean he he he, did, <clears throat> he was doing some stuff in uh, NXT UK for a little bit, and then came over. So. He's I. Right. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, what else? What else happened? Of note, the 
title match was uh, okay. The reports that that uh, that Roman uh, legit messed up his shoulder might have been why it ended so awkwardly. Mm. Um, oh, I did. Yeah, see, somebody had like the 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 Twitter doctors had yeah. gotten out their their uh, screen caps and things like that, and it looked pretty gnarly. Yeah, his shoulder looked yeah. all bunched up and stuff. That seemed pretty gross. So I guess I mean I guess we'll see on SmackDown. It would it would suck though if he does have to give up the titles. For for all this to to lead up to that would suck. Yeah. They. Hmm. I mean, it depends on how long his shoulder is messed up for. If it's only for like a month or something like that, they they might not have to. He shouldn't be defending his title fucking once a month anyway. That's why you have two titles. But now he's got both of them, so never mind. Yep. Well, I, that and it's like, I, I never understood that. Like, oh, well, you know, when they're hurt, then they have to forfeit the titles. It's like, but do they, though? Because who's, I mean, it's, it's not like an actual athletic commission saying, hey, you must right? compete. So it's like, <laughs> just have them just chill out for, you know, a couple months, still do vignettes and just keep the Lesnar titles. Can, Lesnar can disappear with the title for like fucking four months at a time. Exactly. You know, why can't fucking anybody? Yeah, I think the the way that the way that NJPW does it is if you have a title, if you have a title match scheduled that you can't make it to, then you have to give up the belt. If you don't have one scheduled. Then you just don't just don't defend your belt for a while. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll see on SmackDown. So, yeah. Uh, well, what else was the what else? So so the match was OK. Was it? Was it one of the better ones? Because they've had, what, four big title matches at uh, between Manias and, like, SummerSlams yeah. and things, right? You, you you pretty much know what you're getting with them. One of them was really good, though, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, they've all they've all had their elements of, like, I don't, I don't know, entertainment. But I'm, I'm saying, like, with just both of their styles, you, you kind of know what you're getting into. It's just going to be... Super physical uh, and a lot of suplexes and, and boots and clotheslines and yeah. one, you know, passes out. So sounds alright. It's, it's 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 a it's a heavyweight bout is what they are. So so was that what was the match of the night for night two? Do you think? Do you still have night two pulled up? No, I don't. I was gonna say I was gonna see if I was gonna see if you had it pulled up. Got it. Okay, which which one would you if you sight unseen if you had to say which one um, would have been off the top of my head? If I had to sight unseen say which one I think would be the best match of the night, mm-hmm. it would probably be either Edge and AJ Styles or the Roman versus Lesnar match. Although. The opening of RK Bro Street Profits and Alpha Academy, that one kind of blows my skirt up a little bit too. Yep. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Although I heard the AJ and Edge match kind of wasn't as good as people thought it was going to be. Yeah, that one. Yeah, it was. I mean, he came out already busted open, so there, there was there, there was a whole mystery behind the pyro that or something. Well, no, on on the star. Because someone someone recorded it on their phone, 
So yeah. like the entrance, you know, the big star or whatever, yeah. the way it's like slopes down, he, he caught his eye, like his cheek on the edge of the star on the entrance, which I don't see how because he's like five foot three, but <laughs> he like sliced open his face because when he came out, like I thought maybe he got in a fight with someone backstage. Cause it's like oh he's he, he's walking down and he's he's just like, you could tell he was already just pissed, and he's just bleeding on his face, and it it looked like someone like punched him. I'm trying to imagine. I'm trying like I've seen the stage, and I'm trying to imagine how you would cut yourself on the. Just be like if you if you picture like a star, and as you walk under it, he 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 didn't go too he didn't go far enough into the middle of the star so he caught his face on the little sloping little part of the star like yeah i, I don't know yeah okay yeah there's so, footage out there he he, he smacked go, the hell out dumb. of his face yeah <laughs> dumbass yeah all right aj if you're listening i hope you are i know you are mm. come on bro yep Situational not, awareness, man. Not very phenomenal at that moment. Not very phenomenal. The Jackass yeah. match was fun, too. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, that's... I probably would have ended up going to get food at that point. What? I just... I can't. What? I can't, man. Like, like celebrity guests and stuff like that, I just can't. We can't witnessed. That. We witnessed Wee Man body slam. I did Sam. see Wee Man's shirt, Wee Man's WrestleMania shirt. That he had the the letters cut out where it just said Wee Man. Ah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. But no, it was I, a very fun match. I can't. I can't. With like knowing that, knowing that they gave that up. It's you know they they gave us that instead of an, an actual like banger between you know between him and like ricochet for the title or something like that we just had this talk it's fine they've they've been having those bangers on smackdown but no one watches so that's not true like two million people a day or a a weekend watch that yeah that's true slightly less than what listen to our podcast that's right yeah that's right mm-hmm. 2.5 million people listen to this podcast mm-hmm. whether they like it or not yep and and you know who the uh, the producer of that um, jackass match? It was uh, Hurricane, because he posted all of it on his social media. Your boy put together <laughs> the, the Matt story Classic. of the Hurricane. Right. I mean, the 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 mousetrap glued onto the table spot was pretty cool. Just a bunch of mousetraps on the table. I, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying, and it pains me. And then, like the giant hand, that I might did have see been, the giant hand. Yeah, we were talking. Remember Mark when, Henry's? Yeah, Mark Henry's son. We we were inviting hand onto the show, and yeah, friend of the show hand. hand. Just, yeah, now the hand just shows back up at WrestleMania. We so missed our spot. Hand. We missed our spot. Yeah. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. We should have. We should have been. We should have gotten there earlier, and now spot yeah. uh, friend of the show hand has uh, blown up again, and yep. he's too big for us now. Yep. Or maybe the fact that we had kind of mentioned Hand is what kind of, oh. you know, inspired them to bring Hand back. We did it. So You're welcome, Hand. You're, you're welcome. 
for that. Hand, we would love some residuals. Or if you could just get some of those front row chairs that have the WrestleMania logo on them. Mm-hmm. Those would be sweet. Yeah. I'd take some of those. Some of those ones that like Dave Meltzer still has in his office. In his shitty fucking office. I, it's in my brain. It lives rent-free in my head. Sh- fucking Dave Meltzer's shitty fucking office. I bet it stinks. Oh. His poor printer looks like it hung itself. It did. I, did I, I was I was I was listening to a clip from uh from from his from his show, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter podcast. Uh and there was like this like you know when when you had a computer in like nineteen ninety six and it had to shut down and like boom boom and like that's that's what his did and it's just like what the what fucking year is your computer from, David? Anyway, it's the whole Meltzer, good old Meltzer. The, the, the The fact that we got a Young Bucks and Meltzer reference in this episode is fantastic. Uh, Dave, Dave, friend of the show, Dave. Just, I just want to, I want to go to his house and like, just grab a bunch of papers and just see what they are, just see what the fuck they are. Like, it can't possibly be anything worth a damn. It's like old Chinese restaurant menus and stuff. It's just like, like the same, like, words on there. He's like Jack Torrance. Just <laughs> No beer and no TV make home or something something. He's just been writing the same damn thing. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Ah. I mean, he does oh know God. that, like, file cabinets are a thing. I mean. Does he? Does he know that? I don't know should. if he does. He should. Oh, what a fucking mess. Anyway, all right. So uh, I want to end our review of the last few weeks by talking a little bit uh, about the New Japan Cup. You can hear me talk a lot a bit about the New Japan Cup on uh, the Okada Shorts podcast that I started recently with friend of the show, uh, Rafe Houston. What up, Rafe? And the New Japan Cup, at first, I looked at the I looked at the lineup. It's 48 dudes. 47 of which work for the company and only one of them was a, uh, was an outsider. By the way, we will never say the G word ever again when talking about white people or, or outsiders that work in Japan. Uh, I've, the G word is a slur and we will not be saying it anymore on this podcast or any other one that I am part of. Mm. Uh, I want to apologize to anyone who is offended by uh, me saying that word anyway. Uh, so, for anyway, yeah, 47, 47 dudes that work for the company and Shima from the Strong Hearts. And I was just like, ah, oh, this is going to suck. It's terrible. And it turned out to be one of the best tournaments they've ever done because it was it. It didn't need outsiders to be good. They ended up putting a lot of a lot of time and a lot of money into investing in their own people which is something they haven't done a lot of in the last year or so. They've they've come up with storylines for each and every person that was in that tournament. And it was really fulfilling to watch all of that come together. Uh, everyone coming out of there has a program now. It really feels like New Japan's been revitalized by that 48-man tournament that I thought was going to drag on like a motherfucker, and I was trying to be positive about it. And it turns out I didn't have to try and be positive about it because it really did something for me. And... Um, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. wins the whole thing, and uh, 
God, I really hope he kind of beats Okada on Saturday. <laughs> like, I know. Uh, what? I know. I know. Okay. It's uh, fucking okay. wild. He put on he put on um his last three matches of the tournament, uh, a absolute five star banger with Will Ospreay, an absolute five star banger with Shingo Takagi, and then like probably like a four and a half star match if I would have had to say with uh with Tetsuya Naito to win the cup, and. The last four people in the match, or the last four people in the tournament, Okada, Naito, Shingo Takagi, and Zack Sabre Jr. And Sabre's the one that comes out on top of that. I was I was really expecting for Okada to, to kind of run through everybody and, and be like, I'm Okada, I'm the man again, like, because that's where he's at right now. They're using him as the, as the, the, the ballast for the ship. They're riding the ship by letting Okada be the man that he was in like, you know, 2017 and stuff like that. When the company was really riding high, Mm -hmm. um, they're like, okay, COVID has been really tough on us. Let's write the ship. That's why they put the belt on Okada. And then they go and they have this tournament and uh, Shingo Takagi looked fantastic in it. Naito was really good. Okada looked like a a giant badass, and all Zack Sabre jr. Came out of nowhere, shocked the world and fuck man. Like, he looks like a million bucks and uh yeah i'm really hoping that he continues that uh that 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 streak i think he could uh this saturday they're having a great a uh, a really great uh event called hyper battle that's what it's called hyper battle 2022 which sounds like the coolest video game ever i was going to say it sounds like an arcade game <clears throat> and uh yeah and uh, the the card for Hyper Battle is stacked. Like almost every belt's going to be defended on it. Uh, a lot of really great, really great matches. I'm very excited for. Uh, Hiromu is going to be facing off against Evil to win the uh, to try and win the Never Open Weight Title. The uh, United Empire is going to be facing off against uh, Chaos to try and win their first titles and um, become tag team champions. It's it's going to be a really great match. But at the very top of the card. Zack Sabre Jr., who has looked like a monster for, I mean, last G1, he was he was putting people down. And this tournament, he's, you know, gone all the way. And man, you know, wouldn't it be wild? Wouldn't it be fucking wild? Here's, here's what I'm hoping. Here's what I'm hoping. I'm going to put this out in the universe. I'm going to put this on my vision board, okay? Mm-hmm. The match between Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay ended with a bit of a wonky finish. Maybe, just maybe, Zack Sabre Jr. beats Kazuchika Okada for the title. Will Ospreay to challenge, and they have another show at the Copper Box Arena in London, England, headlined by Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr. that I can go see and sit front row at. Put it out there. Put it out on the vision board. You selfish person. (laughs) It's true. It's true. I'm doing it for me. I'm also doing it for Zach. Are you, though? Zach's earned it. He's earned it. At the expense of Okada. No expense of Okada. Okada can win it back at Dominion or something. Have Okada win the G1. It'll be fine. Okay. So... You're usually a big proponent on these long title runs and this and 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 now all of a sudden you're okay with Brand it just booking. playing 
hot brand potato. Okay. Brand new right. booking. It's not hot you potato. Just, you're just gonna hot potato, potato the title. It's not hot potato. He won it in he won it in January. It's April. That's four months. That's, in four WWE months. years, that's seventeen years. <laughs> seventeen title reigns. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. No, see the, the it's a new title. It might be a new style of booking. We've had this discussion before. I'm just okay, being but, very selfish. <laughs> man. Yeah. I mean, if I was Okada, and I and I know Okada's listening, like Okada, if you're I hope listening, you, I, I hear you. you I hope you hear this, Okada. Your boy is just laying you out to dry just no, for no, his no, own no, no. selfish. Everybody knows Okada is greatness. Everybody knows. Everybody accepts it. I love Okada. I, I, it's I. I just. Shingo got a bite of the apple, and now I want all the people who are who are just you know there's that there's that top four tier where you've got Tanahashi and and uh, Naito and Okada and you know you've got you've got those people that are getting bites of the apple now. Kota Ibushi finally got his bite of the apple. Will Osprey got a bite of the apple. Shingo Takagi got a bite of the apple. When go when Lord when Lord when's gonna be Zack Saber Junior's turn? Maybe it's not meant to be. Maybe not everyone needs a title. Right? Yes. All right. <laughs> Don't use my own words against me. <laughs> just... How the mighty have fallen. No. I just, I just, I'm just, I mean, I get it, but I'm just taken aback a little bit. That I'm listening to you saying, man, I really hope Okada loses. I don't hope like, Okada loses. I hope Zack Sabre Jr. wins. I just, my brain was not ready for that today. <laughs> it's not the first time you've heard me say it either, which means that it's becoming quite a thing lately. Because I remember having the same discussion when I said that I wanted, uh, I wanted Shingo to beat him. Right. <sighs> Do you even like him? I love Okada. <laughs> Do you? I love Okada. He's great. I don't know. He's the best wrestler walking the planet today. It's just Zach's on her fucking terror right now, man. Zach's <sighs> on her fucking terror. I I said right. that. So I, last last weekend or two weeks ago, I was in uh, I was in a place called Durham, which is up near Newcastle, which is up near the Scottish border. And I uh, I was playing Warhammer with a bunch of my friends. And a bunch of people I didn't know. And one of the people I didn't know was a dude wearing a Kenny Omega shirt. His name was James. I walked up to him and I said, excuse me, sir, is that a Kenny Omega shirt? And he said, yes. I said, cool. I'm going to be watching uh, New Japan's show from today. I'll be watching that tonight after we finish playing Warhammer. Would you like to watch New Japan with me? And he said, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll watch New Japan with you. So we sat down and we watched it. We watched just, uh, it was Zack Sabre and Shingo and Okada Naito. And... Man, that Zack Saber and Shingo match, that was a five, if ever there was one. And the Okada Naito match was nowhere near as good as the match they had in like February. And I just that's not on Okada. It's not on Okada. It's not on Naito. They've just they're burnt out from having to face each other. They face each other a lot recently. And man, oh man, I, I just I feel like I'm talking myself into a corner. Anyway, a guy who's who's not really a f- known New Japan fan, he says that he was more impressed with Zack Sabre Jr. and Shingo Takagi than he was with Okada and Naito. And maybe that says something. I'm in no way saying that Okada is washed. 
I'm in no way mm. saying that Nokata uh, that, that Naito is is washed. I'm saying that right now is Zack Saber Jr.'s time. And I am saying fickle. <laughs> <laughs> no fickle. No fickle. Everything that he has done for you and brought the joy yes. to your heart. Uh-huh. And this is the third consecutive Okada conversation we've had where you're just like, yeah, someone else. No, 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 no. See, the best part about the best part about it is beating Okada will elevate Zack Sabre Jr. It doesn't make Okada look any worse. Okada is greatness. You can't take away Okada's like 700 and some odd day title reign, 13 title defenses. You know, you can't take that shit away from Okada. You can only make other people rise to Okada's level. And that would make Zack Sabre Jr. A man who, okay. The Japanese, they appreciate the, the loyalty and Zack Sabre Jr., you know where he spent the entirety of quarantine? You know where he spent every moment of his time since lockdown began? Since, since COVID hit? Japan. The motherfucker's mm-hmm. never left. He left once. He left once and came right back. I He's been there. Boots on I, the ground. He's earned it. I get it. Tomato, tomato, I guess. Um, you know what I... I'm just going to use this as an example. You know what I would have never had said several WrestleManias ago? I would have never have said, man, you know, Shawn Michaels, he's never won the big one yet. Maybe this is just his time. Maybe maybe Shawn Michaels just deserves a bite of the apple. Brett, he's still a legend. But maybe, maybe Brett should just go continue to do Lonesome Dove or whatever the fuck else and just... Just let the boy toy get in some of this action. It's different. Okay. <laughs> it's different because it's 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 different because um I they're they're Japanese, you see. <laughs> it's different. Okay. Okay. And on that bombshell, <laughs> it's probably time for us to end the show tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh so um Thank you, Shane, for making me feel like shit. <laughs> no, okay, okay, okay. Who did you cheer for with Brett versus Razor Ramon? Oh, you mean at Royal Rumble? Yeah. Who was the champ? Brett. Uh-huh. You cheered for Brett? Yes. You, che- you, you were hoping that Razor Ramon never wins the title? As long as Brett had it. <laughs> God damn, which I one? I, on which one? I was ten. I was expecting to be forever. <laughs> I mean, if it was shoot fight, it probably would have been. Um, yeah. Actually, it probably never would have came off of. Uh, probably, <laughs> probably never would have came off of uh, Bob Backlund at that point. But yeah, anyway, that's true. It's funny because the the click always loved to just like be like Bob Backlund sucks. Bob Backlund sucks. It's like, dude, you better not let him hear you saying that because he's crazy and he will fuck you up. Yep. Anyway. Um, uh-huh. Backlund was a crazy person. Anyway. Yep. Uh, yeah. So on that bombshell, well, I thought I caught you out with that. God damn it. <sighs> where can they find you on social media? Shane? They can find me on, uh, where's my, what's my Instagram? 
King underscore Uncanny. Um, tune in for my uh, occasional post on there. That You've happens. Been posting a lot more than I than I remember you normally doing. So I'm very excited for you. Well, it's 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 linked to my Facebook, and so <sighs> that's why makes it easier. Gotcha. That's why I'm there's banned. no like from Instagram, from Facebook. Or Facebook. Yeah, I caught like a seven day ban, I think, for because uh, hmm. I made a joke about how. Um, COVID lockdown is like prison and I'm gonna have to find the biggest guy in the yard and kick his ass and I was like oh wait that's me because <laughs> I'm in here alone um yeah mm, see and they were like you're not allowed to say kick someone's ass Ugh. I was like alright well fuck that's, you Facebook that's dumb yep wow alright so I'll hold, I'll hold it down then okay please that's why I haven't been doing anything for the last few days uh mm. yeah so that's good yes king underscore uncanny uh, you can find me on Instagram at eldestructo83. You can find the show on Instagram at Smart, the Smart Foundation. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook at the Smart Foundation Debate Dungeon. Answer the questions and we'll let you in. You can find uh, my other podcasts. We have the uh, Okada Shorts podcast where we talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling with friend of the show, Rafe Houston. What up, Rafe? Um, Shane does not care for Rafe. <laughs> what was What was the shirt? You know, I, I don't think I care for Ray. <laughs> you know, sp- speak, speaking of that, I'm going to have to uh, have a conversation with Rafe. Uh, there might need to just be a new host on that uh, Cotta Shorts. Um, maybe I take over that helm, meet me and Rafe, discuss our love for New Japan and our admiration for Okada. Because obviously, you have betrayed him. So, Rafe, him. Uh, shout out. Um, we'll be, uh, look on the... Hit me up. <laughs> Be, be on the lookout for our newest episode of the new when we talk exclusively about WWE on that New Japan show, and uh, <laughs> it'll be just me rambling about um, the new generation and uh, you know Bret Hart stuff. So, <laughs> like, I miss New Japan. I miss talking about New Japan. You're like, shut up, motherfucker. You even go here? Do you even go here? <laughs> you don't go here. All right. You can also find my other podcast, which is the Throw and Dice podcast, where I talk about uh, things like tabletop role playing games like Dungeons and Dragons or uh, war games like Warhammer 40k um, and other things like that. Uh, Yeah, and uh, you can find all sorts of other friends of our shows like uh, the Faces and Feels cast or uh, Across the Bifrost the Mighty Thor podcast um, with uh, friends of the show Rafe Houston and Ryan Dose. And. you can get merch. You can get merch of ours somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. It's what, where there. is it? It's on Teespring. If Teespring. You the, if you go on the the, the uh, debate dungeon, uh, the link uh, for the store is on there too. I'll get that and uh, I'll put it in the show notes. You can buy yeah. a retro review t shirt. It looks pretty cool. You can buy a mm-hmm. Smart Foundation coffee mug. Drink your tea. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent of the proceeds go to. Uh, me eventually getting a Casio keyboard. So, oh, mm-hmm. nice. And a Huffy bike. And a Huffy bike. And uh, I can I have some of that because I would like to buy the uh, board game Hero Quest. Do you remember Hero Quest? I do. Yeah. I would like to buy that board game. Yep. So, Down with let me that. get on those. Be sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, from uh, all of us here at the Smart Foundation. To all of you at home, I want you to stay safe, 
Stay the fuck away from me because I got the COVIDs. And um, say goodnight, Shane. Good night, Shane. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! good fun <laughs> i think i think so yeah even if you did give me shit <laughs> you're not allowed to give me shit i can only give you shit Shane. i just i just uh i wasn't ready <laughs> i wasn't ready all right all right i was bite me with his shit breath turd turd breath all right <clears throat> I'm sorry, man. Yeah, you said it was stupendous, and then you cut out because I made okay. a Stu Pickles joke, but yeah. Well, here we go. Can you hear me? I know you can hear me. God damn it. <laughs> All right, can't, I was trying. Can't pull a Shane on Shane. Oh, my God. I got the COVID brain. Sorry there for a second. All right.